Chapter 6 Into the Dark Within moments, they were all in. The passageway they lowered into was very wide, wide enough so that the horses could easily fit and maneuver freely. Darkness enshrouded them, save from the dim light of the darkening sky that shone through the doorway. The companions found that the ground was mostly soil, and the walls were purely damp dirt. A meter above them, roots, big and small, hung down and intertwined with each other. They swayed softly back and forth, and this only made the company more nervous. The stench had only grown worse within their entrance into the underground passage. Each of the companions knew that they were not going to like what they would find down here. Stay close. Do not stray apart from the group. You have steel and fent with you? I suggest you light a torch or two. The stench is almost unbearable. Goblin flesh. No doubt about it. You will indeed find mostly orcs and goblins among the dead. For only they have been foolish enough to enter the wood above. Now, watch your footing. Be there anything alive in here? Alive? Perhaps. But quickly, Faye. Have you been down here, Grimble? Of course. Two or three times in my life. Why in the world would someone be coming here more than one? Are you all right? Of course. No day be complete until I've driven me forehead into the decaying belly of an orc carcass, I say. Come on. Get up. Sorry. No, no, it was my fault. I had stopped. Is something wrong? No, no. No, let's just keep moving. Something does not seem right in his mind. Something is bothering him. It's interesting. Grimbell said orcs and goblins. But all I have seen so far are orcs. I was thinking the same thing. Do you think that is what is bothering me? I don't know. Dorn! It wasn't me. Daffwood, what are you doing? I thought it was alive. Thought it was alive? Come on, get out of there. You're off the pathway. All right, all right. Well, add giant spiders to the list. Did you just say... Giant... spider? Yeah, right over there. I thought it was alive, so I stabbed it. Locked dead, though. What? Oh. A shaman. And this passageway has been disturbed of late. I never heard of the shaman venturing this far to the southeast. Neither have I. I had also never thought they would be foolish enough to enter these cursed woods. Well, obviously the Shadow Riders were foolish enough. The Shadow Riders entered because they believe that since they need no rest, their willpower will be strong enough to resist the sorcery. And perhaps it was the same for the Shuman. I do not think so. For the Shuman, they do need rest. Then it must have been foolish indeed. It wasn't. What? 
It wasn't foolish because it did not enter the slumbering wood. What do you mean? This shaman came through this passage. What are you? Uh, but I thought you were the only one who knew of this place. Was. They must have been spying on me during my use of it those few days ago. A few days ago? You mean this was recent? Yes. There is no doubt this shaman was one of many who passed through here. The body has not yet fully entered the decaying state. So you are saying that more than one of these creatures entered this passageway? But how can you be sure? As Errolor pointed out, there are only orc bodies laying about. Shemen feast on goblins. Yes. Orc flesh is too tough for them, so they prefer the lesser, softer flesh of the goblins. And this single shaman could not have been responsible for eating all the goblin bodies. So, the shaman are after the black sword as well. But, but how could they have known? Queen Sheila has her ways. But the shaman ride faster then. Yes. Then, we, we will be too late. Not entirely, for there is hope that perhaps they met with the Shadow Riders and a confrontation broke out. So the Shemen are still planning to overtake the Dark Lord. I wonder if he suspects. I believe he may. Ever since the Battle of Mount Furminchon, the Dark One has been keeping a watchful eye upon the Shemen. Bah! That could have been the day of our reclamation. Few men had been a bit stronger and had chased down and killed every last spider. King Alaron was an honorable man. To chase down and slay a foe in retreat would have been dishonorable. Codswallop, your king was a coward. Please. This is neither the place nor the time. We have already wasted enough time here. We must move quickly now that we know. I wonder how that shaman died. Perhaps he was the weakling of the group. The spiders be deceitful scoundrels. I'll bet they turned on him. I guess we'll never know. And so the companions continued down the passageway, darkness surrounding them, the torch giving little comfort. They found that the only signs of life down here were insects of various shapes and sizes. Beetles, flies, worms, moving about busily from one corpse to the next. And, as they suspected from earlier signs, orcs were, indeed, the only race seen among the dead. All the goblins had been eaten up as this pack of shemen had navigated through the passageway, This new threat did nothing but pull down the spirits of these nine companions. They had no clue what they would find when they emerged, had no clue what they would find once they reached Omnisar, had no clue whether there was still a chance. The companions were so immersed in their thoughts and conversations, none noticed the slim, shadowy figure that stealthily sneaked up behind them. The only sign of this new danger was the sudden sensation of cold steel tickling Aileen's neck as it passed softly from right to left and stopped. The Silvarin stopped in her tracks. There was no reason for her to feel what was at her neck. She knew very well what it was. A blade. It took a moment, but finally the companions realized that Aileen was no longer among the number. They all whipped around to find her a few meters behind, and there, gleaming in the torchlight, was the blade of a rapier held threateningly the Silveran's neck. None could see the captor and owner of the blade, but even so, all drew the weapons. Aileen! Stay back! 
Stay back, or I will cut her throat. Let her go, whoever you are. Quiet. Show yourself, unless you be a coward. I will not, and am not, dwarf. Tell us what you want. What I want is a way out of here. We will supply it, for we too are seeking the exit. I know where it is. Take me to it, then. Let our companion go, and I will do so. Do you think me a fool? You think I will let her go so that you all may turn against me and kill me? We will do no killing unless ye be a servant of the Dark Lord. And what if I am? Then ye best be saying your dark prayers. Stay back. Dawn, halt. You say you cannot trust us. Why should we trust you? Who's to say you won't slit the throat of our friend once we made the exit? Life is a risk, wizard. This will be a risk for both of us. If I let her go now, you all kill me. If I kill her, you still will all kill me. It is more risk to me than anyone else. Very well. We will take you to the exit. Aralor? Yes? Give me the torch. I will need it to lead the way. The wizard took the torch from the Tirithgar captain, turned around, and began walking. The companions all followed behind, as did Aeolin and her captor. The company walked a few paces, Aralor constantly looking behind him to make sure Aileen was all right, Dawn constantly glaring back at the seemingly faceless captor, and all the others walking cautiously, holding the reins of the horses, which walked on either side. All attention was focused on the captor, while the captor's focus was on the man-soldier and dwarf who looked back. No one was paying attention to the wizard at the front. No one noticed him lower the torch so that the flame was near his left hand, which he held the staff. Suddenly, the wizard whipped around, holding both his staff and torch up high. With the incantation, the fire of the torch burst into a brilliant white light that blinded all. As the light began slowly to fade, all became suddenly aware of the painful shrieking. They also became aware that Aileen had slipped out of the captor's grip and had run to her companions. All turned around and found that the shrieks belonged to the captor. And now, they could see the captor. Why? <gasps> By the face of Alorian. It cannot be. Crouched on the ground before them, defending her head with her arms, was an Orothquinty, a dark elf. Her skin was as gray as a storm cloud, her long wavy hair as white as snow. She was clothed in form-fitting leather armor from neck to foot, but was as black as the nights in the Dulidor fields. Two sheaths hung from either side of the belt around her waist. One was empty, obviously the home of the rapier in her hand, while the other, longer one, held a scimitar. The elf was shivering, still covering her head as she crouched on the dirt floor. None knew what course of action to take. The Orothquandi, though spoken of only in myth and legend, were described as ruthless creatures. This one, though appearing helpless, could lash out at any moment. I suspected as much. This is... This journey has almost proven too much to me. For I have now seen so much. Things spoken of only in myth and legend in Tirithgar. Now proven to be an actual existence. Watch her. Or this may be the last one you see. Well, why doesn't she get up? Surely the blindness has left her eyes. There is more damage done to her than blindness. She is hurt. I see. Yes, she is wounded. Cautiously, the Tirithgar captain moved toward the crouched elf. But when he came within a meter, her head whipped up and she hissed threateningly. 
her crimson eyes flashing. Stay away from me. Please, let us help you. Help me? You will not help me. You will kill me. Now that you see that I am weak and defenseless. She let the rapier drop from her hand, and she used the now free hand and placed it on the wound on her shoulder. Why do you insist that we are going to kill you? We've already given you our word. It means nothing in these times. Nothing. Trust my word, for I am a wizard lord of the Gwildar, and I am incapable of lying. Uh, Let us help you! I... 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 I cannot trust. Trust! Good. Now someone kill her before it's too late. No! Out of my way. She will not be killed. <laughs> Quick, bring a cloak and one of those horses. She'll not have my horse. Give her mine. You of all should... I have made the decision. She will have me horse. I be surrounded by fools! Here's a cloak. Good. You must wrap her in it, but be careful of her wounds. Can you not heal her? I can, but not here. You must get her out of this dank place. But she'll be killed in the daylight sun. We are too close to Omnisar. The skies from here on will be cloudy and dark. Now, quickly, up onto the horse. Lean her forward so that her head does not catch on the tree roots. There. Good. Arlo, take the reins. Now let us be off. Quickly. And so they went, the wizard leading the way, Strulik and Daffwood marching behind, Illuvian and Elebrorn next, then Dor and Ludwood, and Aileen and Erelor at the back, with the reins of the horse that the Dark Elf laid upon the Tirithgar captain's grip. This had certainly been an eventful night, and it could only get more so, for tomorrow was the last day of the month, and the deadline for when the Shadow Riders were to reach Omnisar. But none of the companions knew for sure what had or was going to happen in the end when they reached Omnisar. Would they find the Shadow Riders? Would they find the Shima? Would they find the two combat? Would they find the Black Sword? As always, only time would tell. Thank you.